Hello and welcome to the Enjoyably Futile Podcast, the sister show to the University Challenge Clacton game over on Twitter. Cue the theme tune. Welcome to another episode of the Enjoyably Futile podcast. Um, for those of you who are listening to the podcast for the very first time and have never even heard of the University Challenge Claxon game, it's really, really simple. On a Monday night over on Twitter, we play a game where we have to try and predict what we think is going to come up in the, that evening's show of University Challenge. For those of you who've been watching and following, watching, you can't watch a podcast at all. For those of you who've been following a podcast, um, I've decided to just drop down to an episode every couple of weeks um, mostly because uh, being back in work full-time now that we're kind of well we're supposed to be coming out of some sort of lockdown but chances are we're going to be going back to working at home again anytime soon but I'm finding that you know working full-time and trying to run a podcast and everything else and keep up to date with work is not conducive to a very healthy work-life balance so I'm gonna do an episode every couple of weeks but that means that I'm gonna have the opportunity to talk about a couple of previous episodes of University Challenge which is fine um so this episode episode 12 is called Canals I will explain that a little bit later on um so we'll start off with University Challenge episode 9 of this series, that was between York and King's College. The York captain was Parsons and the King's captain was Jackson. Um, it was a bit of a kind of non-game really. It was it was quite slow and it was well played in terms of scores. Um, King's won that with 170 points and York came runners-up with 100 points, which actually isn't a bad score for a runner-up team, uh, judging by how some teams have done this series. But truth be told, I'm not sure we're going to see either of those teams go all the way. Um, those of you who have been listening to the podcast will know that I've got a few favourites already, um, and I don't see them being topped. Uh, in terms of the Claxon, we had three winners this week. Um, we had VOC 2016, we had Joanne Panton, and we also had Harry, who is care of uh, our good friend Rachel Rossiter, who I think is probably going to be fuming the fact that she's been playing every single week for the past year and a half still hasn't managed to bag herself one of the badges and her daughter's boyfriend just comes in and manages to win himself a badge um last week's episode of university challenge was episode 10 and that was between merton college oxford and uh, wolfson of Cambridge. The Merton captain was Butchart and the Wolfson captain was um, someone that I haven't actually written down. A uh, quick edit and a bit of research. Um, sorry about that. The uh, the Wolfson captain was G. Now this one, this episode actually was a really good episode. Um, Merton were outstanding. Um, they scored 210 points and Wolfson just did not get off the mark at all. They scored only 40 points, which is the lowest score this series. And actually, it's very close to being one of the lowest scores ever. Um, the the standout player actually was uh, Schwing. And for those of you that don't know the reference to, to that name, then, well, you need to do a little bit of research into uh, <laughs> into your films. It was another really big win in terms of the uh, the Claxon. Lots and lots of winners. We had seven winners this week. 
We had uh, Miss Lionheart. We had Fatchinim, spelt with double C. Uh, we had underscore CC Roberts, uh, Alexandra Helen G, Helen twenty nine Aug. Sorry, Helen twenty nine AUG, uh, Glitz and Glam, who is over in Ireland, and David D Curdy. Lots and lots of winners with lots of mixed answers as well. Um, I was really gutted because uh, those of you who pay attention to my regular answers i always alternate between shostakovich and stravinsky as my composers and this particular week i had put shostakovich and lo and behold stravinsky came in and i always bang on about people sticking to their guns and stick to your answers and eventually something will come up uh, with the exception of rimsky korsakov i think um and i was really annoyed with myself for not sticking with stravinsky um but i'm still gonna go with it i'm gonna go with shostakovich this week because the chances of the same answer coming up week after week is very very slim the podcast is called enjoyably futile because it sums up perfectly the the university challenge klaxon game where it's incredibly enjoyable to play but often very very futile you just need to speak to a couple of the regular players who've never won but still come back every week because it's a lot of fun to play and I try and look for some things which are also enjoyably futile and I came up with two this week I, I originally I had one but uh, one of the reasons why the podcast is coming up so much later today, I will explain in a second. So the first thing that I came up with as being enjoyably futile is trying to save beers. Now, this this could re- refer to beers or wine or extend to gin or vodka, pretty much anything you've got. If you, if you, if you are a drinker of the alcoholic beverages, um, then you may get this, where you, you may start the week with a certain number of drinks in the fridge or an allowance you've given yourself. And truth be told, they always run out. You never manage to make them last to the end of the week. So I'm actually sitting here with another beer, which I had to go out to buy today because... I, you know, I fancied a bit, and the sun's shining. It's a really lovely September, actually, we're having. It's it's brilliant. Um, so, yes, yeah, so trying, to, trying to save any sort of drink is enjoyably futile because I love having a drink. Um, drink responsibly, by the way, everyone. Don't go out getting absolutely steaming all the time, but I do like having a beer, And uh, but it is futile for me for, to try and save them, to be honest with you. And the other thing that's happened today, which is also enjoyably futile, is trying to get your rabbits to not chew every bloody thing in sight. Um... Hours don't get out as much as I would like to. And so I thought it was been a nice day. So I thought I'd block some areas off and let them out. And the stupid things have been running around chewing everything. And it doesn't matter how many times you bang sticks at them or, you know, try and stop them from chewing things. At the end of the day, they're stupid animals that just chew everything. So there we are. I, <laughs> I originally had a guest lined up for this week. Um, I got a good friend of mine, Dr. Christian Jenkins, um, who I haven't seen since March, since, since we went into lockdown, I haven't seen him. And prior to lockdown, we would go on regular hikes and walks around South Wales. And, um, the opportunity came up this weekend to go for a walk. So I put some questions together. I took my kind of my portable recording stuff with me. I took my microphone with me that I can plug into my phone. And I thought, right, while we're out and about, we'll sit down for a cup of tea somewhere, somewhere quiet, and we will we'll record a segment of the podcast. Of course, we spent so long chewing the fat and catching up and just chatting. We literally walked for a solid two hours along the Neath Canal between uh, between Tonner and Resolven. Um, if you know 
the area you'll know where i'm talking about if you don't know what i'm talking about then look it up look it up on google maps it's a really nice part of the world um but literally from the second we set foot on our walk we literally were talking and talking and talking and just catching up um which kind of highlights the importance of seeing people and that human connection um you don't realize maybe maybe some people don't realize just how much you miss people during this lockdown period but when you when you finally get that opportunity to to just talk and enjoy company um it's been a a really interesting period and i am i am concerned genuinely that we are going to go into another more serious lockdown um but i'm hoping that what we've learned from previously in terms of staying in contact with each other and being able to make those connections online uh, will continue but nothing beats uh, a good stint outdoors uh, and just chatting and talking and sitting down with a cup of tea so we uh, just we time passes by and i didn't get the opportunity to however i do have another guest lined up today well there we are say say some words and see what happens you smell really bad <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that <laughs> You do know that this is going to stay in, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Keegans. Yeah. All right. <laughs> right. We'll start with an easy one. What's your name and where do you come from? Uh, my name is Rachel and I come from Port Talbot. Uh, what do you do for a living? I am a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> what's so funny about that? I don't know what's funny about that huh? at all. It shouldn't be funny. Um, what are your experiences of University Challenge? Either growing up or now. Did you ever watch it growing up? Was that a thing you did? No. <laughs> it was too hard. It was too hard. <laughs> it was right? too hard. No, I never listened to it. I've never watched it until we got together, really. Oh. Well, there we are. I, I'm glad I've introduced you to something. Yeah. Bad influence. Well, there we are. <laughs> well, uh, everybody who comes on to the podcast has the opportunity to play the impossibly difficult question game. Okay. Do you know the rules of the impossibly difficult question game? Surely there are no rules. There are rules, yes. Oh, what? Go on. You have 60 seconds in which to answer as many impossibly difficult questions as possible. Okay. You are not allowed to pass anything. Okay. You have to give an answer. Even okay? if it's stupid. Even if it's stupid. Even if it's stupid. Right? Okay. You're not allowed to pass anything. Okay. Do you understand the rules of the game? I, I understand. Okay. Let me find my timer that I didn't have before, but I'm going to find it now. There it is. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Your 60 seconds. Are you sure you're ready? Yep. All right. Your 60 seconds starts now. Yep. In the 2009 quarterfinals, Corpus Christi beat Exeter. What was Exeter's score? 75. It was not. It was 15. Oh. <laughs> What was the broadcast date of that episode? Ah, oh, <laughs> April the 17th. <laughs> it was not. It was the 26th of January. Um, as the crow flies, how far is it between Stonehenge and Priscelli? Where's Priscelli? In West Wales somewhere, Pembrokeshire. 206. That's not a bad effort. It's 149. Um, yeah. What is Stravinsky's birthday? <laughs> February 2nd. No, it was the 17th of June, 1882. We've got time for one more question. The first YouTube video was uploaded on the 23rd of April, 2005. Shut up. What was it called? 
University challenge repeat. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was called Me at the Zoo. What? The first YouTube video. Oh, I thought it was university <laughs> challenge related. No, oh, the first, you, the first ever YouTube video was called Me at the Zoo, apparently. So you've scored a grand total of zero points, which makes you joint first with everybody else. Hang on, didn't Freya beat me? Uh, well, Fre- Freya got one. But, you know, <laughs> that wasn't impossibly difficult. <laughs> so congratulations, you are joint first, and Dex has come to join us to make some noise. Hey, Deebs. Thank you very much for playing the game. You're welcome. And I will see you soon. In about five minutes when I finish recording everything else. Okay. And that was my special guest, Rachel, my long suffering wife. <laughs> um and Deebs, of course. Um now, as I said before, my episode today is called Canals because I went on a really good walk along the Neath Canal. So I've got some did-you-know facts about canals. And actually, canals and rivers often do show up on University Challenge. And there's a few things here that I think might be of use. So, coming in at number one, the oldest working canal in the UK is the Fosdyke Navigation, built by the Romans in around 120 AD. So there you are. Uh, number two, the Beijing Hangzhou Grand Canal is the world's oldest and longest canal, apparently, at around 1,100 miles long, which is ridiculous, and around about 2,500 years old. Now, I'd have always said um, someone that I've visited, I've been fortunate enough to visit a couple of times is Venice, and I'd have always said that the city or the town or whatever with the, the most canals is venice but apparently it's not apparently cape coral is the city with the most canals in the world so there you are uh at number four the panama canal was dreamt up as early as the 16th century but didn't actually open until 1914 i imagine there was a lot of bureaucracy and funding issues with that uh so it took a few hundred years to get that done at number five a man, a plan, a canal, Panama, is one of the longest palindromes I know. And it's absolutely spot on. It's one of my favorite ones. I remember being taught that, actually, in year five by Mr. Rogers, my uh, year five teacher. At number six, the Suez Canal connects the Mediterranean and Red Seas and was built between 1859 and 1869. And my final did you know is number seven and related to the whole concept of this week's episode is the Neath and Tennant Canal was first used in 1795. However, it fell to the growth in railway and road developments. Uh, the Resolven Loch, where I had a lovely cup of tea, is now home to an adventure sports centre. <laughs> I'm coming to the end of this week's episode of the Enjoyably Futile podcast. Thank you very much for stopping by to listen. Um, it's been a different one again. Um, I'm still trying to find my way in terms of what exactly I want it to be like, but each week is something new and something different. Um, I will very quickly talk about this week's uh, predictions that I'm going to have. I'm going to stick with Shostakovich, my, my good old favourite Shostakovich for one of my uh, composers. Um, at my second guess will be i'm gonna go with fosdyke I, I i find that really interesting uh, number three i'm gonna go with mimosa now 
I didn't realise that the Mimosa is the name of the ship which took the first Welsh settlers to Patagonia uh, back in 18-something-something, something, 1865, I think it was, um, to set up the uh, a Welsh settlement over in Patagonia to, to preserve Welsh culture and the Welsh language. And it, Patagonia has a very strong... Uh, tradition of Welsh language so and I, I, that's something I've, I've only re- learned recently this week so Mimosa is going to be on my guesses this week and I'm going to stick with that and my bonus this week is going to be Patagonia As always, if you would like to sponsor an episode or take part in the Impossibly Difficult Question game yourself as a guest, then please feel free to find me over on Twitter at Andy Keegan or at EnjoyBeFutile or drop me an email at EnjoyBeFutile at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and I will see you soon. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Enjoyably Futile podcast written and hosted by Andrew Keegan with a theme tune composed by Benjamin Dolan.